0: If you have created over $30,000 in sales revenue in the last 12 months, I want to invite you to join Show Up and Lead Mastermind. Show Up and Lead Mastermind is a six-month coaching and mentorship program created for women of color coaches, creators, and service pros who want to create their first six figures or multiple six figures and do it by simplifying. This program helps six-figure earners radically simplify their business and 30K plus revenue earners become advanced sellers. Inside Show Up and Lead, you'll identify the simplest and most strategic way to scale your business and grow your revenue. Using the tools inside, you'll create your three-year plan and you'll start serving your audience and your clients at a higher level. Think of this program as your very own millionaire group chat filled with authentic industry leaders who are also on a mission to amplify their impact and create real client results. Everyone in this room is committed to the growth of their business and the impact that they make in their community without burning themselves out. Here's what you get inside. You get six months of weekly group coaching. You get a communication app to network and build relationships with your fellow masterminders inside the group. You have copy and content reviews to tighten up your sales and marketing strategies. You have access to the Program On Demand portal where you really learn the entire mastermind strategy and get access to all of the past mastermind group calls. And we kick this event off with a live in-person event that is happening in iconic Las Vegas, Nevada. This program is designed to help you grow your business, to help you set a new standard for yourself and the way that you serve your clients. So we kick off this mastermind in Las Vegas, Nevada, February 21st through the 23rd, where we will bougie it up while creating your three-year business plan. You're going to leave this event knowing exactly what to work on for the next six months to a year, all the way to three years at a higher level. This mastermind investment is $10,000 paid in full or for payments of 2,500. Enrollment and applications open Thursday, January 4th. There's also an early signing bonus. And when you apply and join, show up and lead mastermind by January 7th, 2024. You will receive monthly one on one coaching with me via Voxer communication app. Once a month, you'll have Voxer access to get coached by me for one week out of the month. Think of it as our monthly touch base. Applications open January 4th and they close January 11th. Make sure you are on the wait list. Once you get on the wait list, you'll get an email with all of the details. I cannot wait to meet you, to coach you, and to see you inside. If you have any questions at all, please feel free to DM me on Instagram at catdelcarmen, Carmen, or you can email us at support at com. Can't wait to see you there. So if you are on a mission to create generational change and you want to make a lot of money doing it, welcome to the Latinas Booked Out Podcast. What is up, y'all? Welcome back to Latinas Booked Out Podcast. I hope you are doing well. I am doing really, really well. What's going on with me? I just changed the launch dates, which is which I'm excited about because I really get to finish the year completing the things I need to complete and really getting my business prepared to take on double, triple, quadruple the clients with my program. So one of the reasons that i pushed the launch out by a month was really for me to just finish some things that needed to be finished so that i could scale simpler, scale more easily like for me to also be proud of what these programs look like when someone, you know, gets inside. We just i need a i i need that time and i I I didn't I didn't get that chance in the last month and a half, two months. So I wanted to pour into it. So I'm excited about it. I mean, it's just one month, so we're not very far out. So for those of you who are interested in being a part of Show Up and Lead Mastermind and you meet the eligibility of a minimum of $30,000 in revenue in the last 12 months, That is you. I want you to start prepping. I want you to start making decisions. I want you to really have a come to Jesus moment (laughs) and ask yourself, like, do I really want this? And am I willing to do the work? You know? So I'm excited. I'm doing well. I'm fixing things in my business. I am going to be hiring a co coach. I will likely, maybe in January or February, hire an executive assistant or lifestyle assistant. I don't know what the proper word is, but I just need some help. So I'm excited. I'm really, really, really excited. All right, y'all let's get into this. Um, I'm going to be talking about my lessons from a 40, 142 K quarter. So before I get really, before I get into that, I do want to remind you that if you listen to this pod- podcast regularly, if you've listened to a podcast episode that has resonated and that you've got value from, it would mean so, so, so much to me. If you could take a moment to screenshot this podcast, share it on your Instagram stories, tag me, share it with people so they see the value. I have don't do ads on my podcast and I don't plan to do ads on my podcast. So the, the, the best thing you can do for me. So I keep ads out of here is to share this podcast. It would mean so, so much to me. All right, let's get into today's lesson. So I want to talk about Q3. So in Q3 of 2023, I brought in over 140K in sales and I wanted to share my biggest lessons with you. So just to give you like a full picture, I spent a lot of Q1 and Q2 doing a couple things. One, I was a little bit in my head about sales. I was planning to sell one-on-one coaching at that time um, after the relaunch, it was earlier this year that I relaunched. And after that, I really decided to do two things. One is to pour into my program. And two was to sell one-on-one coaching. Um, and I gotta be honest with you. I, from a sales standpoint, I was very in my head, During the beginning of this year, I really, here's what was happening. I was, I, I gold myself to sell one-on-one coaching throughout the year, a little bit here, a little bit there. And I didn't meet that goal. And not only did I meet, did I not meet it? The honest truth is I didn't want to take many one-on-one clients. And I kind of knew that. But I went ahead with it anyway. And I was like, well, I wanted to make money, right? So I wanted to make money. And I threw a whole bunch of spaghetti at the wall and tried different things. But what I really realized is I didn't want to sell one-on-one coaching. And not that I didn't you know, I love one-on-one coaching and I have a one-on-one coaching client right now, but I think energetically, I just wasn't there yet. And I got to be honest with you guys, the beginning of this year, I still wasn't sleeping. Like my son Rome was still waking up in the middle of the night, multiple nights. Like I was really experiencing insomnia January to at least probably May, like serious insomnia. So it was just like a tough, it was tough in life and i was still very much postpartum and i i i was you know i was going through it still that being said there are a lot of things that went really really well in q1 and q2 because my sales like i wasn't so happy with my sales i just decided to pour into my mastermind and this happened because of a couple reasons one is because the last uh, the the December of 2022 launch was quite a big challenge. I think I only signed a handful of people when I launched and then I decided to relaunch in January and that was that really ended up being I don't know, I think eight people in that group, which was a a great group. But because of that launch, because of that launch, I decided that I was going to pour into my mastermind. I really decided that like, my mastermind's got to change if I want to grow it. It needs to get better. I need to pour into it. I need to help my clients at a higher level. And that's what I spent a lot of time doing in the beginning of this year. I really spent a lot of time making sure that I was very invested in every person inside this mastermind, that I I wanted them to feel like they tripled their investment. I, I was just so committed. I don't know how to say it any other way. I was very committed to making sure that this, that round of the mastermind was, was, was felt like this, not only the program was good, but the coaching was good and that their businesses grew. Right. And what happened was by the time we got to Q3 and I was launching show up and lead mastermind the first time of that year, like you know, compared to it was December, the one before that. When I s- launched it in Q3, I had a hundred percent retention of the clients who joined previously in December, meaning I had eight clients that signed back in December and January, December of 2022 and January of 2023. And all of the clients decided to rejoin, which was a very clear indicator to me that the value was there. They saw the value. They felt the value. They saw it in their results. They saw it in their growth. They saw it. They felt it, right? So it was very clear to me that that launch, the in Q3, and I'll, I'll get into the details, but in Q3, when I decided to launch, I believe it was like, I don't know. July, June, (laughs) I forget. But regardless, um, that mastermind ended up being one of my biggest launches. That month, let's see, I think the month of the launch, I had $82,000 in sales just that month when I launched the mastermind in 2023. So that was a big, big, big learning. It was, I really had, before launching, I had a come to Jesus moment where I really had to be real with myself about what I wanted in my business. I also started getting a little sleep because Rome started started sleeping through the night around 11, 12 months. And I just started to feel more myself. I was, you know, his birthday's in August. So I was, we were getting closer and closer to, to to, one year postpartum. And I was just starting to feel myself a little bit. And I really decided to switch my mindset and really let go of this, like, trying to prove something energy. Like I had to let go of trying to prove, I kept trying to prove that I was this coach or I could do X, Y, Z. And I really shifted that energy to like, let's just fuck around and do what you know how to do best, which is sell and market. And like also clean up the things in your business that you need to clean up. Like let's, let's be a CEO that fucks around (laughs) and that's what I did. And I feel like my results really made sense because I put that kind of energy to it. So that launch, um, the, I think it was, I should have got the dates. It was June, July, 2023 that launch, I created 82 K and that was with, let's see, it was a 72 K launch of the program. And then I got one one one-on-one client, which ended up being 82K. And I really challenged myself after that. I created a plan and I really challenged myself. I also decided that I would launch a second group offer. I was very indecisive about that around May, June, and July timeframe. And once I started launching Show Up and Lead Mastermind... I decided I was going to do the second offer. So in Q3, here's what it looked like. I had a 72K mastermind launch. I had a 10K one-on-one client Simon. And then I had a 60K um, group program launch for my new group program, which um, I sold in, I think it was October. So that's that's the 42 142k in sales revenue. What I want to talk to you about today are three lessons that I really took away from a phenomenal quarter. Q3 just like blew my mind. Not just the money, it was like my growth. It was like I saw like I it felt like I was not only growing. Like it felt like I could see myself growing. It felt like I was growing in the moment, but I could also had a bird's eye view of like what was going to happen. And it was just a very powerful, powerful growth spurt, (laughs) growth spurt. It was very, very powerful. So I want to share three lessons with you that I took away from my one of my biggest, I think, yeah, my biggest quarter in business. So let's talk about it. All right. I got three lessons for you. The first lesson that I want to share with you is really learning how to create a plan and to see it through. Creating a plan and seeing the plan through. It's like, I really want to emphasize the see your plan through. All the way, all the way, all the way. I had a very ambitious plan, very ambitious plan coming into July. I wanted to, I think coming into July or August, I forget, (laughs) but I wanted to, one, launch my mastermind. I wanted to do it better, I wanted to do it calmer, and I wanted it to be more automated. That was like my big plan for it, like the high-level plan. I also was, I also decided that I wanted to create a in-person live event for my mastermind for the first time. So I wanted to host a three-day intimate high-level. Every single client there paid paid thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to be in this program, I wanted to create a really transformational event. And that was a huge challenge to me because that meant an event space and it meant a videographer and a photographer and a chef and content and an assistant to help me through the day and just so many things that we did. And outside of that, I also had life stuff, which I'll talk about in a little bit, but I wanted to do, I had this launch plan. I had a live event that was, I think it was August 21st. And then I launched Show Up Real, my content and community group program in September 19th. So it was a very like less than 31 days, less than 30 days from each other. And I mean, y'all, it was just (laughs) very ambitious plan for the group program for Show Up Real. I really didn't have a content strategy at all, like at all for this launch. There was a zero content strategy strategy. And I got very, very scrappy when things didn't go my way during the launch of Show Up and Real. So let me give you a big picture. So for the launch of Show Up and Lead Mastermind, I went into it much calmer than any other mastermind before. I really kept with my grounded goal, which is I had a very low goal. I like to stick to lower goals. And I kept my... Goal grounded, and I really just wanted to become the person who can launch the way she wants to launch. So I wanted the launch, I wanted me to be calmer. I wanted the content to be more automated, and also I just wanted the energy of the launch to be more me and authentic and like not trying to be like this person or that person or say things correctly or like whatever. And that's really what happened. And then when we came to the live event, so the live event was pretty crazy. I, you should know something about me. I took on this, like, I've held this thought about myself that I'm a hot mess and I'm a very bad planner for many, many years. And the really throwing this live event, and I've done live events before, like, let me just be clear, this isn't like my first live event. I've done them many times before. And I also worked in learning and development in my career where I would fly to Australia and put on trainings. I would fly to London offices and put on trainings for like the whole offices offices. And in the States I went a ton of places too, New York, Chicago. And so I'm I'm like very that's, you know, I'm used to that. That being said, putting on this live event was very scary to me because I knew that I had to lead the organization of this event. And I was just, I mean, to be real with you, I was just nervous. Like I was just like, fuck, like I am a little, like I have so much to do. Like, how am I going to do this? Because I was still creating brand new content for the mastermind. And there were projects that were very important for me to get done by the live event. The live event was the kickoff of the next round of the mastermind. So not only was I planning for the live event, planning for the content of the live event, planning all of the other things. And by the way, I have, I have a team. So I had my OPM and my VA helping me. But even delegating at this level and not only delegating at this level, but trusting them at... This quick of a pace was a big growth for me. It was very, very big growth for me. So we, I mean, this event was like top of the line. We literally had, I rented this space that was across the street from the beach in um, near Venice uh, beach in Los Angeles. I had a personal chef coming every single day to make us amazing food. She was a woman of color. She was, she is a woman of color. And I mean, yeah, videographer, photographer, so much, so, so, so much. And to be fully transparent with you, I had a lot of stuff happening in my life too. Rome's birthday was August 28th. And the live event was, I'm sorry, I said his, <laughs> I said the wrong birthday. And the live event was the 21st. So the live event and his birthday were just like a couple days next to each other. And he was turning one and we were transitioning him from nanny to um, a daycare that we really, really liked. But that was a very big emotional transition for me. I think this probably doesn't make a lot of sense for people who don't have kids, but like transitioning your one-year-old, especially like Rome had a one-on-one nanny his whole entire first year of life and going from that into a group dynamic in this place that like I'm still getting to know. Obviously, I trusted the the daycare, but like none, none of my kids ever went to a daycare at his age, um, him or my son PJ. So I was very, very emotional about this transition. And it was literally happening the week, y'all, the week of my live event. That was happening. On top of that, Los Angeles, just God, I guess, decided to throw me a, a some growth. And Los Angeles was hit with one of its biggest storms it's ever had. The day before the first day of the event, I'm not kidding you. I I feel like this is like novella, but literally all the news was buzzing that there was a storm coming August 20th and my live event was August 21st. And literally all my clients were flying in the 20th. I had to fucking learn how to just expand my emotional capacity of everything that was on my plate. Like this was motherfucking growth. And trust me, like I didn't want to see the plan through, right? This is lesson number one. See the plan through. My ambitious plan was a little crazy. It was crazy. And then after all this happening on the 21st, first, twenty, so it was a three-day event. After all this, I was going to launch a whole program that I've never did before less than 30 days after. So then there was the launch of Show Up Real, which I really debated if I should just move it further out. And I decided not to. I decided to stick with my plan. I didn't have a content strategy. A lot of things went wrong. I you know, the, the, the program behind the scenes of the program. I mean, it's a new program, so it's going to be evolving. But in terms of the curriculum inside the program, I wasn't a hundred percent sure what direction I wanted to go with it. The only thing I was really sure about and show up real is what I was selling, which is content and community. That's like my bread and butter. Like I could talk about that all day. And I really am committed to teaching my clients how to build community through content and how to show up real doing it. But before I launched this program, I was just very much like unsure if I should do this. I also had a lot of conversations with myself on like, am I taking on too much? Is this too much? This is like like I'm already really tired after this live event. But I told myself, like, let me just see this fucking through. Let me just see this through. And that's what I did. I really decided to make things wildly simple for myself. Some some things went wrong and, you know, some things went wrong. But I really had to practice the tools that I sell. And I had to practice the tools that I teach inside my mastermind one of them is the self trust cycle so in the mastermind we have this cycle <laughs> that we always want to stay in which is the self trust cycle and the opposite of the self trust cycle is the self sabotage cycle now the self trust cycle is very much around staying in the energy of like i'm i trust myself like every time you veer a little to the left you veer a little to the right you don't play this game of like self sabotage and like messing up the original plan. It's like, let's just trust ourselves to do what we said we were going to do. Let's just trust ourselves that this is working. Cause when you stay in that self trust cycle, you're able to follow through on the decisions you made all the way through. So I had to practice that so much during Q3. And I also had to just remember, I, we have a training called Think Like a Leader. And in that training, I really talk about like not, not being an I don't know energy. Like CEOs don't live in I don't know energy. And I had no time to live in I don't know energy. Like I had to keep things moving and going. So I really had to live in progress. I had to be okay with the hard days. like, And it's not like I didn't have hard days. I definitely had hard days. But on those days, I had to be wildly compassionate with myself. I really stepped into my CEO identity. We talk about this in the Mastermind too, within the coach to CEO identity um, training in the portal talk about doing the actions for the growth, not the money. Of course we want the money. Of course we want all the money. But like what I find is I make the most money when I do it for the growth. I make the most money when I'm like, I just want to become the person who does X, Y, Z. The money will come. When you are great at what you do, the money will come. And that's what I really had to test here is like, you know what? I'm just not going to do it. And by the way, y'all, at this time, I had so many different like just so many different things going on that I remember I I just I felt nervous about money because I had poured so much money into my live event and I I just remember feeling very, like I would hop into nervousness around money and then I would be like, okay, like, let's just keep things moving. Let's trust, let's, let's see the plan through, see the plan through. And this is really the, this launch of my mastermind is really where I came up with the idea for the calm launch code. This is a new Kind of training. And uh, yeah, it's like a new training that I'm going to have within the mastermind. It's called Calm Launch Code because it's really about launching calmer and how that could be the most profitable and how that could really be the way to see your launch through and not be so exhausted at the end. Because I was able to launch, have an in person live event, and then launch again. So it's like, how can we create calm in our launches so we can do them on a repeat, especially folks for group programs. So number one, lesson number one is see your plan through. Number two, number two is mediocre makes millionaires. So this is actually coaching. I can't take it, take full credit for that. Um, I actually got coached during this time and i remember telling my coach i was like look i got all these things to do and they're not done and i kind of think i should move my launch and she told me that i don't have that much to do <laughs> and she told me that it's just going to get a little scrappy and she said something she said Med mediocre makes millionaires and this is kirsten rolled on by the way And it just hit me in that moment, the two things she said. She said, mediocre makes millionaires. And then when I told her this long list of things to do, she's like, that's not that much. Which that doesn't seem like great coaching, but for me, it was exactly what I needed to hear. I needed someone who's made more money than me to tell me that it's actually not that much. It's exactly what I needed to hear. And then I started toying with this, this idea of like, Maybe it's not that much. Maybe I'm not actually doing that much. Maybe these are just what, like, what if what I'm doing right now is just like a normal day in like millionaire cat mode? So, because of that, I was like, all right, let's go. And I really gave myself. So, lesson number two is like mediocre makes millionaires. I was okay with getting scrappy. I had to. Holds emotional capacity to be a little scrappy here and there, even when it felt, you know, very uncomfortable for me or not right, or like when my people pleasing tendencies came in, I had to just be like, no, nope, remember, mediocre is fine. We get to be scrappy. Now, let me explain here. I don't think a scrappy business is like what you have to stay in forever. I think. I'm all for building scrappy businesses. It's really how I created my a lot of my business. But I will say there are areas in your business that you really have to put time and effort to to make better and not scrappy. And like, make the more money you make, you're gonna have to create more quality things, quality marketing, quality programs, quality curriculum. Right? That's gonna have to happen. But there's also this sense of like trusting your scrappiness level. And for me, I was a little afraid to get too scrappy because I used to be that way. And I used to really own that identity. And during Q3, I really had to let go of that and just let things happen that I didn't 100% like. And I had to make quick decisions. So I, I definitely had to make quick decisions on a very regular basis like i just had to be okay with things not being 100%. let me give you some examples. so i i remember one decision that like oh i hated the decision was for the live event i sent everyone who was in who was attending like this guide of the live event and i put the agenda in there and i remember i sent like i had my team send it out and then the literally the next week or the week after that I realized that one, my budget was quickly, quickly, quickly going overboard. And two, I filled too many things on our agenda with like nice to haves. So I decided to completely not do a dinner that was planned. And then I decided to completely take out a happy hour that was planned on the agenda. Now, I was very embarrassed of this decision because it would already came out. But from a CEO, like thinking point of view, right, when I looked at the agenda, I'm like, what was I thinking having a dinner here and a happy hour here? Like they need to be working. This is a working trip. This isn't a vacation. So it made literal sense. Like when I thought about their experience, it made more sense to not have this dinner and this happy hour and just have this one. We had a, like a, we had a, uh, not a beach party. We we lounged by the pool, and we had some cabanas at a pool on the last day of the event, and that's where I really wanted to pour my money into, like in terms of like the ex, like like the fun experience part, and. So I told my team, and I was like, "Can you update the agenda? Scratch this out. Scratch this out, and tell everyone." And they sent out an email. They sent it. My clients probably didn't like give a crap at all, (laughs) but for me, it was, it was like, oh, it irked me, right? Like I was just like, I don't like this. And then so many things. I mean, I could go on and on about all the things that kind of like I had to just let things flow and go with it. Right. We had this whole storm in Los Angeles, which made our plans kind of switch up. We had a beach lunch scheduled for Monday right after the storm. So I'm like, we have to move that. Like, there's just so many things that I had to like be okay with letting, letting it be shitty. Like I had to be okay with letting it be shitty. (laughs) And owning like really learning how to release the shame of it right like for me it was like it was it felt shameful like it felt like wow you really don't have your stuff together cat like you 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 should have budgeted this better or you should have done this better like now you're really ruining the experience and then now your clients are going to know xyz and the reality is i had to just be okay with things being scrappy, be okay with things being a little loose and and just like being a beginner again and again and again and again because what i realize is like that's just going to happen over and over and over again. Now i had my obm and my va fill in gaps, but even behind the scenes from a like a leadership point of view, i was pushing my team like i'd never pushed them before. Like it was very clear to them that like, I'm heading somewhere and this is the pace of the business going forward. And you're you, like, you can either stay with this or you cannot. not. And I didn't say that, but it was like very clear. Like I was just like, okay, we're doing this. We're doing this. Like things are moving, shaking. And I just delegated more than I had before I trusted my team more than I had before when they made mistakes, I was, I had to be okay with it. Like I had to learn that like, if we're going to do things at this pace and if I'm going to allow it to be mediocre, I have to be okay. If their shit's mediocre too, like, cause if my shit's going to be mediocre and their shit's going to be mediocre, it's like, I, I don't, I had to be real. Right. So like I pushed myself in so many ways and it just it made me a better leader. It we ended up switching our team a little bit. Someone um one of my my VA ended up by the end of Q3 I think it was, by the end of October, um she she decided like the the pace of it wasn't going to like work for right now or we decided, I should say. And th- my business changed a little bit and like these decisions had to be made quicker and quicker and quicker and it was like it it was just it was so much growth it was so 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 much growth and i think i just had to be okay with letting it happen the way it happened and i really had to release any, any people pleasing because it just wasn't going to work it wasn't i couldn't do it to please my clients i couldn't do it to please my team like i had to let my <laughs> i say let my team think i'm I'm a mess or I'm a bitch or like whatever, when the reality, like they didn't say this This is me making it up in my head. But like in my head, I'm like, oh, they probably hate me for asking them to do this. Or like, you know, like I got in my head about it, but I didn't have time to be in my head about it. I'm just like, look, they don't like it. They don't do it. Like, we'll just find another way to do it. We just had to keep things moving. So that was happening. Um, And that's really the energy of like letting your business move quickly letting your business move quickly and like really embracing mediocre so i said mediocre makes millionaires but the way i'm thinking about it too is like being okay with mediocre movement i shouldn't say mediocre movement but it's like keeping it moving with with it being mediocre all right lesson number 3 lesson number 3 is I had to master self-compassion. I had to master self-compassion y'all. One of the biggest lessons during this quarter for me was that you must keep things moving, moving in movement. We can't stall on decisions. We can't give ourselves weeks to make a decision. That is like not million dollar energy. We don't make a, we don't take a week to make decisions. You make a decision and then you just like, you figure out the consequences after. You like really keep it moving. So in the spirit of keeping it moving, I had to give myself more compassion. So it seems obvious, but so many six-figure earners I know struggle with keeping things moving. And I did as well. I'm sure I'll have more moments where I do as well. But like I had like I had to keep things moving and I couldn't sit on decisions. I couldn't wait till the circumstances were the way I liked. I had to keep it going. And one of those things, like one of the biggest challenges when it came to self-compassion was I have a very neurodivergent brain. I haven't been diagnosed, but I'm pretty sure I have ADHD. I'm very confident I've had it since... Um, forever, to be honest. I've just always struggled in school. I never really learned how to study. I have horribly can't focus on anything when I'm supposed to. And um, yeah, I, I can go on about it. But because I have this neurodivergent brain, I had to be extremely patient with myself during this time. I'm not a person who can create a plan and then just do what they're supposed to do. That's not me. I struggle with that deeply. Like That's just not me. Creating a whole plan and then executing it properly makes me want to throw up. It's never been my thing. Now, that being said, if I'm going to run a million-dollar business, I am going to need to learn how to execute and I'm going to need to learn how to execute with a deadline. So if that's the case, what I've learned is that giving myself the most radical amount of self-compassion is what gives me the freedom to actually execute in my business and make things happen. So what it looked like for me, and I'm not telling you it has to look this way for you, but what it looked like for me is me Giving myself room to work differently, optimize productivity during the times that worked for me and then resting when it when like it made sense or resting when I was in my head and couldn't execute. So let me give you a quick example for the longest time in my business, like I have an office. I, I lease an office space, so I have my very own office at a co-working space. And typically, you know, I work nine to five in my business. I mean, five days a week, not really, I don't work 40 hours a week, but like I have that time available for me when my kids are in daycare or in preschool. So that's kind of what it looks like. And I, what I found, like for me, what mastering self-compassion looks like for me is really allowing myself to rest when my body needs to rest, when my mind needs to rest Um, taking care of my body and doing things that are good for me. And then also just allowing my schedule to look a little funky and not make sense to like the normal person. So for example, during this time when I had so much going on, I was not like, I have time during my nine to like, you know, drop off my kids and pick up my kids. I have all day at work. But what really looked like self-compassion for me is on a Monday, I might work all day. And then on a Tuesday, I think Mondays and Tuesdays, I definitely work most of the day. But Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, it usually is a mix of like running errands, going grocery shopping, hanging out with my kids, doing a little bit of work, recording a podcast, going on a date night with my husband and like just a mix of things. And I had to be okay with like letting go of my brain telling me that I had to be productive from nine to five. And instead I was like, would what, what I was, ha- what my schedule looked like around this time is I was actually working a lot at night and I would go to bed at like 2 AM. And then I would have my husband, um, wake up with the kids and like, let me sleep in in the morning. And that was working better for me in terms of productivity than working my nine to five, because I have a neurodivergent brain. I had to give myself the flexibility to do that as much as I could. So I talked to my husband and I just told him like, Hey, like, are you okay if you know on certain nights, like this looks, you know, I I work super late and he's so great. So like, typically he's like, yeah, so whatever you need. So I had to be okay with that old cat. Like when I'm not being self-compassionate with myself, I'm shaming myself, telling myself that I should be working during these times and I should be working during that times because that's what you plan for. But if you have a neurodivergent brain that just doesn't fucking work that way, like you have to like hack your own brain to be productive. And that's like a whole fucking job. Excuse me. (laughs) I honestly get so mad at my neurodivergent brain sometimes, but It just gets so hard, especially when you have a family and you want to spend time with them. So on Saturdays, what it would look like sometimes, and I would talk to my husband about this ahead of time, but what it would look like is like, I remember on one very productive Saturday, I woke up with the kids at like 6.37, which is normal. I made breakfast for them. We played, we had a little fun. My husband woke up around, you know, 8.39 which is sleeping in for us. And, um, at that time I'd be like, Hey, can I go in the garage and work a little bit? And then like at nine 30 or something, I would go in the garage and I would just be super productive for like one hour, maybe two. And then I'd come out and I would just check in with the kids and have fun. Maybe we'd go to the farmer's market and then we'd come back home and I'd put my son down for his nap. And then I'd go in the garage and work a little bit more. And then Come back out. And like, that's how I was more productive, which old cat would have been like, no, this is family time. You shouldn't take away from your family time. But it's like, I had to get real mother effing flexible with myself and give myself a wild amount of compassion for me to juggle all of these things I wanted to do. I had to let things just be a little flowy because of the way my brain works life has a lot of transitions. There's a lot of moving parts. So the reason, so what I mean by mastering self-compassion is like building the skill of moving through self-doubt quicker, faster, releasing releasing shame quicker and faster, and really, really, really getting good at self-compassion, getting good at becoming, like learning how to regulate yourself quickly and hopping into safety. Because I really, I mean, during this time, I got to say, I really tested burnout without burning out. Like I was just like, whoa, like after show up real launch, I was, I was like, all right, this is pretty damn close to burnout. I should take a chill pill. And I did. But I mean, compared to how I used to feel after burnout, it was like nothing was nothing. I just felt really, really proud of myself. Like, and And let me be clear here. The only reason I did not burn out was because of my self-compassion method. We have a process inside the mastermind called Quick to Compassion. I'll probably do a whole episode on it, but it's a tool we use to quickly go through compassion and literally the only reason I didn't burn out in Q3 was because of this tool, because I was so good at giving myself compassion. I would rest when I needed to. I asked for what I needed when I needed it, even when I felt embarrassed, even when I felt like I was too hard on my team, or, or even if I felt like I was asking too much of my husband, I was just like, nope, I'm going to always ask for what I need. Like I'm self-compassionate. And I asked for my like I, I asked for so much of my husband during that time, but for some reason we were doing really well. Like, like that, like we just, I remember going through it like, wow, I can't believe like my, my kids are doing great. My relationship's great. My marriage is great. My work is great. Like I remember being like so confused of why it's all working. And the reason it, everything was working was because I was giving myself so much compassion and I wasn't stressing. A stressful cat is like no bueno. So three lessons. I hope they were helpful. Number one, see your plan through. Number two, mediocre your way to millions. And lesson number three is master self-compassion. This is the work we, we do inside Show Up and Lead Mastermind all the time. This is the process to making six figures, multiple six figures on repeat. And if you want in, if you want to be a part of this amazing group of people who are committed to the growth of their businesses and the impact on their clients, I invite you to join Show Up in Lead Mastermind. Doors open January 4th. And I'm just so, so excited for this next round. The six-month high-level mastermind kicks off in Las Vegas, Nevada. February 21st, I believe. So if you want in, make sure you get on the wait list. That'll give you all of the information, read through it thoroughly. So you have all the dates and really start making a decision on like, if this is what you're going to do so you can get your money together and be ready to join during the early bonus, early sign bonus. All right, y'all, I will see you next week. Blah, blah, blah. Bye. Bye. Hey, Amiga, if you are not on my email list, you are missing out on some juicy content. I share sales and marketing tips every single week. Plus, you're the first to know about new freebies, webinars, and all the other things fun happening. To get on the list, sign up for my free training, How to Sell Out Four-Figure Offers. This training will also shift your mindset around what it really takes to book out your coaching business. So sign up in the show notes or on my website, katdalkarman.com to be added to the email list. I will see you next time.